0: Hello and welcome to the Redefine the Hustle podcast. I'm your host Suze, a growth mindset and productivity coach for music industry professionals who are ready to get more structure in their day so they can begin working smarter to achieve their goals with less burnout and overwhelm. Now, if you're new to this podcast, we discuss all things related to hustle and the mindset behind it. Now, my goal here is to shine a light on new perspectives when it comes to how we hustle because the current picture of Sleep when you're dead and suffer for your art lifestyles just don't work for me. And it's likely not working for you either. There's another way that's not only healthier but more sustainable. And I hope you find inspiration from this show to begin making changes in your own hustle. Today's guest is not only inspiring but incredibly transparent about his hustle and you're about to learn a lot about growing a successful career in the music industry and beyond. So grab some pen and paper for this one. Before we dig in, this week's episode is brought to you by the CD Baby DIY Musician Conference. Now this year, they're not only hosting it live in Austin, Texas, they're also offering a remote streaming option for those who are unable to travel or don't feel comfortable quite yet being at larger events. It's going down this August 26th to 28th and I am so excited to be debuting my brand new workshop, Good Grief, Overcoming Loss and Embracing Change as a Post-Pandemic Artist. We're gonna dive deep into the different losses that we've all been experiencing as a community and as individuals and get clear on how to not only move forward with that loss, but how to embrace it and grow from it. You can grab your tickets now while they still last. Now I do have an affiliate link in the show notes below this video, which means any purchase through my link does provide me with a small fee at no additional charge to you. You can click the link below or go to bit.ly forward slash cdbabysuz. That's C-D-B-A-B-Y-S-U-Z. I hope to see you there virtually or in person. Now let's get to the man of the hour, Damien Ritter. Dame is the president of Beach Stars and the founder of Music Entrepreneur Club, which you're gonna learn all about in our discussion today, and soon you'll be bookmarking it as one of your go-to industry resources, if you haven't already. He is also the former co-founder of Funk Volume, an LA-based record label that was cited as a leader among independent rap labels with over 600 million YouTube views, three consecutive XXL magazine freshmen, consistent top 10 chart placements on billboard and iTunes, and high-profile write-ups in media outlets such as Forbes, Billboard, Spin, LA Weekly. You get the picture. It was a really successful company. Now prior to his music industry success, he spent over five years in the consulting and financial services industries and earned his MBA from Stanford University along with a BS and business admin from UC Berkeley. Now, after being a quiet Instagram stalker, <laughs> I had the honor of being a guest during one of his amazing Music Entrepreneur Club live sessions. And while I was a guest, I immediately gravitated towards his transparent nature and this tell-it-like-it-is approach to teaching artists who really wanna learn what it's truly like to grow a business in this industry. With everything he manages day-to-day, and you're gonna learn it's quite a lot, Dame discusses how he still makes time for his fiance, now wife, since we recorded this episode, and how he sets himself up for success through organized systems and delegation. I am so excited to finally get to share this interview with you, so enjoy. Well, Dame, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate your time.
1: My pleasure. Appreciate you having me.
0: Awesome. Well, after reading your bio, no one would deny that you've got hustle. <laughs> that is definitely for sure. Mm. You've built some incredible businesses and you've got an amazing press. You're a respected expert and sought after consultant in the industry. But how do you define your hustle and where do you see people getting their hustle wrong?
1: I mean, to me, it's just about persistence. Like I, I still feel like I'm trying to find my way, and there's always new stuff to do. Like I'm transitioning from music. Like I'm still going to do stuff in music, but now I work with comedians, and we're trying to get into television and film. So it's almost like deja vu from 2008 when I left the corporate world, trying to get into music mm-hmm. and just trying to figure things out. What's most important? How do we? build the right relationships in this business. And now it's still entertainment, but it's a totally different world with television and film and working with comedians. So I feel like I have done some things, but I don't feel like I'm where we need to be. I always say this thing, build on small wins, Mm -hmm. right? But even, even your big wins become small wins in hindsight. They might be big at the time, but as you're progressing, when you look back, it should be small relative to what you're currently doing. I always say, yeah, you want to celebrate the moments that you do have, the the wins that you do have, but you always should look at how to build on those wins to get to the next bigger win, right? Because the, the best time to build is in the middle of a win most of the time, right? The best time to get a new job is when you already have a job. That's when people want you the most, right. you know? So if you got a hot album or... Uh, a hot show or, or whatever it is that's doing well, that's when most people are going to have interest in working with you and build build or start projects to get to the next win. So yeah, I, I, that's just the way I approach things. I don't really feel like I've done anything yet. I feel like my best is yet to come. So that's what I'm always trying to get to.
0: I love that. I mean, it's, it's really all about perspective and really just not resting on your laurels and I love how you said, you know, your big wins become your small wins. Uh, that's such an right. interesting reframe to have. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, I think when a lot of artists start out, you know, what, what they wanted to, or at least at the time, you know, a lot of people wanted to be on World Star, or a lot of people wanted blogs to pick them up, you know, and then eventually you get to a point where maybe you have like. TV opportunities, and you know the blog stuff was great at the time, but it's like ah, okay, that's that's kind of normal now. Um, you know what what are the what are the next wins to secure to keep my momentum going, to keep telling my story, and to keep evolving as an artist or a label or whatever you have going on.
0: Absolutely, and and when artists or now comedians and and those aspiring in the film and television world, when they come to you, what what is one of the biggest struggles that you see that you're like, okay, th- this is really what you're getting wrong? What are some of the most common mistakes that you see them making in their own hustle?
1: Um, I just think the consistency that's required these days, because you're required as a content creator, whether you do music or whether you do jokes or sketches, whatever it is, you know, it it just takes a lot when you have you have to be consistently present, and you're competing with so much other content. And I know that that can get frustrating or discouraging when you're posting stuff and it's not getting the response you want or not getting the attention you think it deserves, but you have to be consistent and battle through that. Keep getting better at your craft. Um, and I just think just that grind and, you know, not getting the feedback that you want or not getting the views and the metrics that you want. I think that can be very discouraging and, and and stops people from being consistent. Because I think at a point they're like, well, what am I doing this for? I'm only, you know, getting ten views or a hundred views or whatever. I think even when you do get on, you know, I think mm-hmm. that there's consistency issues. You know, I know a lot of artists that 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 do well but feel like they've plateaued and now they're trying to figure out how do I get to the next level. Um, you know, how do I change what I'm doing? But it still is a level of consistency because you want to. You want to stay in that stream of of content you're competing with. I think another thing that that artists uh, fail at is just having a compelling story, mm. uh, something that differentiates themselves. Not, I mean, everybody feels like they make different music, but are you interesting? You know, what's the story that you're trying to tell? Um, and not that you need to have some some crazy background, some crazy story, but sometimes it's just how you tell that story, how you relate to people, because a lot of people are going through the same thing. Um, but it's just what characteristics or what part of your story are you tapping into that other people can relate to? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's, that's a big piece because I, especially in hip hop and in, in rappers, a lot of, a lot of people can rap. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that can rap, you know, but there's, uh, you know, some people that just have a, a more compelling story or just more likable or right. just have a more charisma, um or just make better visuals and connect and engage with people better and it doesn't really have anything to do with the music but they they might like the music just because they like them as a person right um so so i think that the story piece is is crucial and i think that's another thing that a lot of artists struggle with
0: i agree i i feel that they they focus on the music which obviously is important or they might focus on their show as a comedian or they're the pilot that they're writing or anything like that. But you've you gotta want people to wanna to listen first and tune in. And before that happens, they're gonna say, well who is this person? Why should they get my time? Um wow. and yeah, I think that I couldn't agree more. It's that it's that connection and relatability before they hit play that uh a lot of people miss for sure.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, there's a lot of mistakes that artists oh. make. Another one, <laughs> I could go I could go on for days. Another yeah. one is they're, they're not learning the business. Right. right? They're not learning right. the business. Um, because this music industry can be very scary if you go by the stereotypes right. of like everybody trying to take advantage of you, you know, presenting you terrible contracts. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's not. It shouldn't be scary if you've equipped yourself with the knowledge, yes. right? Like if you understand things, then nobody really can take advantage of you because you know how to navigate the industry because you you know you know what your expectations should be, mm-hmm. and hopefully you've surrounded your yourselves with people that are equally as, as intelligent, you know, to further to further protect yourself from anything happening. So I think that a lot of people don't equip themselves with the knowledge and they don't build the proper team to protect themselves from any of the scariness. Because what I see a lot is that because they're not educated, they navigate it with just like a ton of paranoia and they have their guard up at every turn. And because they have their guard up at every turn, maybe they're not building the right team or maybe they passed on an opportunity that they should have taken advantage of because they thought it was a bad opportunity or a bad deal. So, you know, not having proper education, not surrounding yourself with people that um, should be on your team is another huge mistake um, that I've seen time and time again. So we can go on to the next, I can go on. <laughs> there's there's a, just a, a million mistakes that I see artists make, but I think no, those I, are those, those are some crucial ones. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and you know, it it leads into my next question because one of the things I love that you said is consistency, one hundred percent, and knowing the music industry. And you know, I tip my hat to you in terms of how consistent you have been in sharing your knowledge about the industry. And you know, you've got your weekly live music entrepreneur club sessions. They are incredible. I was honored to be on uh, as a featured guest. Um, so I really—they're—they're
1: they're, they're only as incredible as our guests. So you know, <laughs> well, if you've been you. a guest, you've contributed to to the amazingness of the of the session. But <laughs> I, I think we—I think we do. I mean, I think yeah. we just bring on people that have real experience, right. and you know, just trying to give because there's a lot of bad information out there for sure there is yeah so it yeah you know but i don't think artists have an excuse these days because there are a lot of credible platforms now too right so you know
0: i i agree and i think you know what i loved about what i love about your sessions is that there is this layer of authenticity that you don't get from a lot of other platforms and the audience is so engaged and the audience knows like i remember when i was on there they thought i was going somewhere else with an answer and they were trying to call me out in the chat and i was like whoa wait let me finish but i'm glad (laughs) that they were like ready to call me out they're like well wait a minute this sent you know and then i explained myself and they were like oh okay cool but i love the engagement from the audience they're so tuned in and they're so ready to learn because Mm -hmm. you guys have provided really authentic and and legit people as you had said you know people that are really willing to teach and to, to share info that is credible. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And I think you guys have really built an amazing community. And so thank you. I was hoping you could tell our audience how they can make sure they don't miss an episode. Cause I know you've got a great system set up, um, so that they can get notified because these are jam packed with knowledge about the industry and how can they, how can they make sure they don't miss it?
1: Yeah, we make it super simple. We send out a text every time we go live for our Monday and Thursday sessions. All they need to do in order to get that text is text MEC to 844-206-7800. That's MEC to 844-206-7800. We make it super simple. We, I mean, but we're also consistent. So we're right. Monday and Thursday. So you should just put it in your calendar. <laughs> I always, I'm always telling artists like Make use of the calendar. Like sure. I put everything in my calendar. I oh, tell yeah. people all the time. Put everything in my calendar so that I that I don't miss things, so I don't show up late. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, some things still happen here and there, uh, but especially as you start to get more traction in this industry, you are gonna have a lot of things tugging at your time, and you want to help your manager out as much as possible because he or she. Also has a billion things going, right. so if you, please use your your calendar, it could help you out a ton. It could help your team out a ton. It's a basic thing. It just get in the habit of if something new's coming up, just put it in the calendar. I put. I, whether it's Laker games or when I gotta take out the trash, like I put everything. Oh yeah. In the calendar, so I'm 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 not trying to I'm not trying to get in trouble with my fiance <laughs> for not taking out the trash. I'm not you know so I there's just too much stuff going on <laughs> to not have a reminder. Oh yeah. You know go off. Yeah. So I'm with yeah.
0: you. Every everything goes in my calendar because I have learned even after teaching time management. I'll forget to put one thing in and my calendar looks available. Someone books a call and I'm like, Oh yeah. About mm-hmm. that. <laughs> totally yeah. forgot to block yeah. off that time. So yeah, I live and die by my calendar these days, 100%. Um, yep. so that, that, um, that number to text and the message MEC will be in our show notes in case anybody forgets it. But as he said, guys, Monday and Thursdays, like calendar guys, use the calendar, yep. <laughs>
1: 12 p.m. Pacific, and it's on the Beat Twitch channel. It's actually on all Beat Stars platforms because we mm-hmm. use a uh, Streamyard. Uh, we, we primarily push them to Twitch, but it's on their YouTube, it's on their Facebook, it's on Periscope. I didn't even know people use yeah. Periscope, but it goes to wherever that goes. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's um, you know, sessions have been cool. We got some more great guests lined up, and then we have a new MEC member, Aaron Knight. Uh, we just brought her on cuz i thought we just needed a fresh new voice and to be honest like i'm i'm not stepping away yeah. but you know you get to a point where you're just saying the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and i've been doing this for a minute even before the mec existed when i had a record label called funk volume yep. we would host um virtual conferences i think mm-hmm. we did two one or two i think we did two um cuz as i was learning the business we were just trying to share so right This goes all the way back to, I think we did our first one in 2012, maybe, because we were just trying to inspire other independent artists because we were doing it all independently from the ground up. Uh, So I've been sharing information in the music industry for a very long time at this point, probably, you know, coming up on, on 10 years.
0: Yeah. Time to pass the torch to the rest of your team. um, Yeah, just
1: be more of like a, you know, there have been, I've been through some pretty terrible experiences in this industry, and it's kind of jaded me, I'll just be honest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I just don't anticipate having that I'll probably always do something within music. But I definitely love that there's a, a younger crop of talented young people that want to continue to support independent artists. And I'd rather identify those people, spotlight those people, and amplify their messages so that they can continue to to support the independent community. Um, because, you know, a lot of times I'll just have a negative take on something just based on things that I've gone through. And I realized that. So <laughs> I need the, the younger people to have more energy than me right. uh, and still have a passion um, right. kind of step, step in that light.
0: Well, and as you said before, you know, going back to how you defined your hustle, It is consistency, but it's also growth. And so if you're Mm. always consistently doing the same thing, then you're missing the growth aspect of it. And so I love how you have really built a foundation and watched it grow and now passing the torch on so that you can maneuver into where your skills and your strengths are best served, your experience uh, and tenure Mm. in this industry. And as you said, you're also growing into other facets of the entertainment world and mm-hmm. that needs your time and consistent attention. So,
1: for sure. There's only sure. so much
0: time to to go around. Um and so when you when you choose the people that you you feature on the channel and, you know, on the podcast, how do you, you know, I think back to I think it was Dale Carnegie's, you know, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. What what do you look for in a guest or in a fellow teacher in the music entrepreneur club, like what, what do you value and what somebody brings to the table?
1: You know, so it started out with just kind of my network, like being in the music industry for for, for quite some time, I've, I've developed a, a pretty decent network of people that are willing to share information, good people that have great experience that have been willing to share information. But now, you know, the industry is always evolving. So I'm I'm typically trying to get people that are on the edge of that right? So we've had people to talk about blockchain, NFTs. Um, I want people to know about the new developments in the industry first, mm. so they can be a first mover, whether it's a new tool or new social media platform. So anybody that's like forward thinking is 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 who I'm looking to, to have on. Um, and then, you know, one of the skills that you develop as you've been in the music industry for so long, it's like once you have a conversation with somebody, you can tell that they get The independent experience so i want to get people that understand the independent experience so that these artists can have the best shot at at building building their businesses so when i spoke with aaron knight so aaron knight she she's the newest member of the mec and she hosts the first monday session of every month now so i'm trying to get her to take two of my sessions but right now she's got (laughs) one um but i actually reached out to her to have her artist on the mec Mm. and through that process and, and my conversations with her, I could just tell that she gets it. You know, you just, it, when when you're in this industry for a minute and you have conversations with people, you can tell when people just get it. And, and that was the case with her. So I then circled back to have her on the MEC to talk about her experience. And that went really well. And that's when I circled back with her and said, hey, would you want, you know, you want to help us, you know, push this thing forward? And, and she was, Super on board with it, so that's how we we picked up her as an actual MEC member now. So that's awesome. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, and, and you know that's what's so great about having a goal in mind, knowing that you've got this growth happening, and that you want to be using your time elsewhere. That your ears and eyes were open, you pick up on oh, there's an opportunity there. You know, the antenna goes off like. There's something there. There's a solution there. There's a collaboration there. And I know that's something I value after being in the industry a while. I find the solutions a bit faster and a bit more creatively than I used to because my eyes and ears are open to it now. Yeah,
1: for sure. For sure. And then I also feel like I've never just been one to, and this is not to down anybody that just does music business education, but I also feel like I need to have skin in the game. Right in order to kind of validate mm-hmm. what I'm saying to young people. I can't just be speaking from another place. So even though I'm... Oh, I still do some... Actually, I just did a, a project called One Week Notice where I flew six artists out, put them in a house, record a project in a week. So so I, that was a music project, but I work with content creators, comedians. So, so there, it's, a lot of it is very similar. Right. So I I like to spend my most of my time kind of doing what we're talking about at right. the MEC. And I think it gives it more credibility and allows me to keep up with like all of the changes that are happening because right. pursuing music today is different than, you know, pursuing music, even two years ago, three years ago, my my label oh, yeah. crashed and burned five, six years ago. So yeah. it's definitely a totally different landscape yeah. than it was then. So I just want to keep up with things.
0: 100%. Oh yeah. I, I think back to my first businesses and I was like, wow, our approaches would not work <laughs> in this wow. landscape anymore. So, yeah, I, I completely agree about, you know, taking that time to, to be in the industry that you're teaching. And I respect that so much. And, you know, to that point, you run MEC with DJ Payne One. I have found watching you guys that, you know, when you have, and, and I speak from experience a little bit too, having a former business partner, You both have your hustle, right? Like you both obviously are are hungry for it. You guys put in the work, you're consistent, you grow. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when hustles are at odds with one another, it can lead to a lot of headaches. I know you've had former business partners as well and headaches can be the least of the problems. So how did you and DJ Payne1 come together and do you feel you have a similar hustle? Like are your visions the same? How has collaborating with him been in that sense?
1: I mean we definitely both have a passion for education, music business mm-hmm. education. Um and we keep it we keep the MEC pretty simple. Like we you know, I never thought that the MEC would be this huge money maker. It was really just a passion project and we shared that same passion, you know, at at this point cuz it used to be membership based where people would pay mm-hmm. a membership and get access to our sessions and then BeatStars came in and right. and sponsored it and we and it allo- allowed it to open it up for free to everybody. Yeah. Um, which was a blessing because I think the membership based stuff is great, but when you have a membership base, you're always kind of looking at the numbers and like, oh, who did we lose this month? Right. How many did we gain this month? Right. And it just kind of took that stress off our shoulders and allowed us to just focus on the sessions and, and keep them going. Um, but Payne and I are definitely different. You know, he's a he's a producer. Um, you know, that's a that's a totally different grind. Um, I still manage comedians and, and do other projects, mm-hmm. being a consultant on different projects and, and for companies. So the, the, grind, the grind is different, but, you know, but Payne does his thing as a producer. He's always creating. He's always, you know, he sells a lot of beats. So, yeah, but I, I think the MEC has been able to exist for as long as it's had because it's not, you know, me and him are pretty laid back about it, you know, in turn on the on the business side. Mm-hmm. We're not expecting this to pay our, all our bills, you know. But I have been in situations where the hustle does change or in my former label situation, it was like me feeling like he developed a lack of hustle. Right. So, you know, because sometimes you start businesses with people and you have the same hustle. Right. And then then sometimes people aren't keeping up their end of the bargain or you feel like they're not keeping up their end of the bargain. And that can definitely cause some conflicts, especially if, you know, let's just say you split the business 50-50. Right. And then- you know, you feel like somebody's not pulling their weight anymore, but they still want the fifty of right. the the financial the financial side. Um, you know, that could definitely definitely right. cause some issues. So, you know, you want if you're working with somebody, you want to be on the same page. Yeah. Um, so the communication has to be on point. Expectations have to be set and mm. met you know, and that's tough to do. That's yeah. tough to do, especially as the business changes, money, come more money comes in or more money comes out, goes out. Like the communication has to be on point at all times.
0: Yeah. And as you said, that can be difficult to do when you're starting something, you don't know where it's going to lead. As you said, you never expected um, MEC to grow into what it was. And so it's hard to set expectations when it's this malleable, idea. Um, But as you said, having the same values and and work ethic in that way is really important. Um, And, and getting back to your own work ethic, you know, you've got the live sessions, the podcast, the consulting, foundation media, you're managing these comedians and other entertainment professionals. Do you feel that there's a thread that holds it all together? Like, what would you say is the main motivation behind it all? Or do you feel them as separate entities and, and things in your life?
1: To be honest with you, and this is why I've I've actually been looking into potential positions at at company, because as much as I preach structure to artists, you know, sometimes I feel like I lose mind sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because there's too much stuff going on. And if I'm being completely transparent, like I feel like some of my day is consumed with things that I shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. at, at this point, right? Like right. I could easily take a position at Let's just say an Amazon music or Spotify or something like that, and then just hire somebody to do the things that I don't feel like I should be doing like I shouldn't be on social media as much. I shouldn't be you know there's things that yeah. I could hire some some younger you know passionate folks to do right. um, it, so that's kind of that's kind of where i'm I'm at and what I've been thinking about. Uh, but I am super excited to to crack the the the, the television and film code because I know I think that my guys are are right. They're right there. You know, they've got they've developed a pretty big audience. There's some interest. We've been talking to some platforms. We have a monthly comedy show um that that happens now. And I think within the next year, we should be getting some bigger opportunities that lift their profile beyond social media. Big Jaw has done quite a few stuff like, you know, he's appeared in things on Netflix and on, but he he's yet to have his own show or, you know, is a consistent role. And I think that's just right around the corner based on some of the conversations we've been having recently. So I'm hoping that that really takes off and I'm able to stop some of the other smaller projects that I have on my plate.
0: I know our audience is really valuing your transparency because I think that's so important in terms of who I try to have discussions with. You know, so many people like to keep it all behind closed doors and not let out the secret sauce, and what I've always appreciated about you and and following you for a while on Instagram is your transparency and you know this is this is the life here's how it is you're gonna reach a, a pivotal moment and say, "Do I need to still be doing this? What is next?" And as you said, those big wins now become small wins, and they're great, and now it's it's time for the next chapter and that's what I've always loved about how you how you share your story and how you share your lessons.
1: Thank you. I I, I try to be, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm too transparent because <laughs> I tell artists this is not an easy, right. you know, music. It, it looks fun. It looks right. glamorous. Um, but it's not an easy career choice. I mean, it's mm-hmm. already, you know, for a select few, there's, there's going to be very small percentage of artists that actually make a career in music, you know. But especially if you're an independent artist, I'm always championing the independent artists, but I also want to tell them, you know, you're essentially starting five businesses in one, right? Right? Right. When you're you're talking about doing music, merchandise, Mm -hmm. touring, you know, managing yourself, publishing. Um, So, and if you don't want to sign to a label, that's great. And I applaud that. But at the same time, you're going to have to build out the team that can run these five businesses as efficiently as a label might be able to, right? Right. So if you want to reap the rewards of being independent, you have to learn the business and put the people in place, you know, so you have a foundation that can support your growth. And that's not an easy thing. That's
0: not an easy thing to do. And it's not an overnight Um, thing to do.
1: Not at all. Right. Definitely not. Definitely not overnight. So, so yeah, I, I feel like, I have to be transparent because yeah. I don't, I don't want to make it seem like this, my experience is something that it's not. Yeah. Um, it was, it was tough. It was tough to, to, to start a label from the ground up, you know, yeah. and, and scratch and claw and get to a place where the artists were successful. Um, you know, but at the same time, it is doable. It right. is doable. Um, it's just tough.
0: Yeah. You know, that's what I love. It's that delicate, balance of transparency with inspiration it's like it, it's not all doom and gloom but we're not right. going to sit here being you know toxic positivity being like oh my god just follow your dream and just want it yeah no
1: and- i don't no none of that <laughs> <laughs> no none of that um but you could you right. could if if you learn the business right. you can leapfrog 60 percent of the competition so right. There's right. some positivity there.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there's not that many people that are taking right. the time to really figure it out. You know, really right. understand the business so they can work smarter. Right. So,
0: absolutely. And as and as we wrap this up, I mean, I think there's been so many wonderful, you know, key moments here about what your hustle is and how you got here, and you know what things to look out for. What would you say? if you can share with us, was a redefining moment in your life or career that you're sitting here now because of it. What, what, what's one thing in particular that stands out to you when you look back at, you know, going from the financial industry to, into the music and now exploring into a wider entertainment and having this longevity, what, what's something that stands out as a redefining moment for you?
1: well shoot, I, I, my it's probably <laughs> when i left the corporate cuz i never anticipated getting into music mm. i think part of i just have an entrepreneurial spirit that will take chances and just identify opportunities and just just lock into the challenge mm. i think that's uh, you know maybe a common thread amongst just entrepreneurs in in general because when i got laid off in 2008 it wasn't like hey let me figure out how to start a label on my um, you know i didn't come up with that by myself my brother was going to college and he wanted to drop out and start and start doing music so it just so happened to coincide with a point in my life where i had the time to help and then he had a friend of his that was equally as frustrated but already signed to a label and they wanted to get together and form a label so i was just like all right let me let me let me see what this is about and that's how I got stuck in this space, (laughs) you know, fast forward, you know, over a decade later, you know, 13 years, that's how I got stuck in entertainment. So it was never, I didn't go to business school. Mm -hmm. There's not that many people that go to Stanford business school to start dealing with artists. (laughs) Um, so yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, I think you just got to go with the flow sometimes. And, and, and when you see an opportunity, um, you know, latch onto it and and just be dedicated to figure figuring it out. So that's I feel like that's my skill for better or for worse. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. Um, I love that. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. I think just seeing, you know, you don't have to have it. We're not trying to be psychics here, mm-hmm. and it's not about predicting exactly where you're gonna be. It's just about being open to the opportunity and believing you can make something of it you know and yeah and finding out
1: (laughs) and it doesn't all have to be like i'm i'm still very analytical Mm -hmm. right so as Mm -hmm. we as we were pursuing music i mean it's great now that we have these metrics where we can you know see our growth right because we Mm -hmm. always when i as soon as i started working with my brother and hobson like i would be into the data and see you know how our views were trending upwards how our followers are trending upwards and there was just never a point where it stopped so i knew that at some point we would break down certain barriers and 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 just let our fan base unlock certain doors so it wasn't like a situation where man i hope this works one day i hope this works one day and then boom it worked it was like no i was following the trajectory because if it because if our numbers were standing still and i was still you know two three years into this i would have been like i i, I might have jumped ship you know, or told my brother, like, hey, this isn't working out. But I, but I saw the trajectory, yeah. you know, I saw it day by day. And, I, and and not just in the numbers, it was in the type of comments that mm. we saw, too. It was like, man, these guys are my favorite. I love these guys. Mm. Do you guys need any help? Like, wow. our fans were offering to help. Like, yeah. that, in addition to the metrics, um, it was just, it was the type of support we were getting, the type of love. So I knew at some point, you know, something special was going to happen.
0: I, I'm so glad you said that, because I think it gets overlooked so much that, you know, all you really, truly need in the beginning is a small but mighty audience. And if you focus just on the numbers, you you miss out on so much like those comments that you were you were mentioning. And sometimes on your hardest day, you just need those comments to be like, OK, this is worth it. Let's, let's we got something here. Let's keep going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I I encourage you know artists to to create opportunities to mobilize that Mm -hmm. initial fan base because they're super passionate. They want to be part of your success. Um, I remember it was a fan that essentially booked our first Australia tour. It was it wasn't a promoter. It was a fan who was a butcher by trade who turned into a promoter to bring us out, (laughs) right? And then, but Mm -hmm. then we also did things like you know in the early days we would sell our CDs wholesale to our fans and our fans would then turn around and sell them to their community, right? So we would sell them for just like $2. So we would make a dollar on every CD and our fans would then turn around and sell them for five or 10 and they would make three or $8. So it was, it was an opportunity to create like a win-win for us. Like they were spreading the word about the music and we were making a dollar on a CD and they, we're maybe paying their phone bill with it, you know? That's amazing. So, yeah, I think just creating those opportunities to build community, because it's all about community. If you can, if you're successful in building community, you can have a very long career in the music industry or, you know, whatever your product is, if you build community, you know, you're probably going to be around for for some time.
0: I couldn't agree more. And I, I do hope, I know you have a lot on your plate, but I do hope one day you write a book about the butcher who booked our tour. I mean, that, oh. <laughs> that, the title just sells itself. It's, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, um, no, a lot of, a, a lot of wild experiences running an independent record label, yeah. um, but you know, it def, even though it didn't end in the best way possible, it should have still existed to this day. Yeah. Um, you know, it equipped me with a lot of, a lot of skills, um, going forward, yeah. you know, for, for my next ventures. So,
0: yeah. Well, I have no doubt that those next ventures are going to, you know, explode to the level that you decide they explode to <laughs> because, you. As, you know, you. just like anything, what we uh, allow ourselves to do and believe we're capable of, you know, happens because you certainly have the hustle to back it up and, um, and a healthy hustle at that. So I, I thank you so much for sharing your, your words of inspiration and truth with our audience and now uh, i just really thank you for your time
1: oh my pleasure anytime
0: awesome take care
1: all right you too
0: i told you right i hope you took notes i want to thank Dane for taking the time out of his packed schedule to speak with all of us today and i highly recommend you get on the mac train my challenge for you this week is to make it a point to pop into their next live session to learn ask questions and most importantly build community among your fellow creatives. Afraid you'll miss it? All you have to do is text MEC to 844-206-7800 and be reminded before they go live. I can't get more simple than that. Now, attending conferences is also another great way to build community, so I hope you get a chance to attend the CD Baby DIY Musician Conference this August 26th to the 28th. It is jam-packed with some incredible talent, and I am thrilled to have yet another chance to host my very own workshop on the last day of the conference. It's going to be really special, so grab your ticket now, head to bit.ly. Forward slash CD baby Sue's. The link is in the show notes below, and I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you back here next week for another episode of the Redefine the Hustle podcast. Take care.